Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, broadcasting to you from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This is episode number 95, coming up on 100. I cannot believe they have allowed me to stay here. This is so affirming, and I love Heritage Radio Network. I want to say happy birthday to producer Anne. She has the day off today because she is off celebrating being born, as is Deputy Director Allison Hamlin, two of my favorite human beings in the entire world. So happy birthday to both of them and happy anniversary to my husband. Eight years ago today, it was a full moon on a Saturday and we got married, and it was one of the best parties I've ever been to. And we joke that we someday want to have that party over again so that we can really enjoy it. Because when you're the bride and the groom, you, you don't have that luxury. Um, so, yeah, man, eight years has gone by, and I truly owe him such a great debt of gratitude for being supportive and a wonderful human being and a wonderful cook on top of that. Um, so... I want to make this episode all about feedback. And so I have asked a couple of listeners who are near and dear to my heart to send me either an email or a voice memo with some feedback about Sharp and Hot. We have been doing this for 95 episodes and things are going to change ever so slightly when we come back for the new season. So the station will close from August 13th to September 13th, give or take a day. And when we come back, we're going to launch our brand new website and be, I think it's going to be like a real game changer. Like, like I just want to get everything super, super tight so that when all eyes are on Heritage Radio Network, we look awesome. And so in listening back to the previous 94 episodes, there are things that I know that I do well. And there are things that I cringe when I listen back on and think, oh my God, I can't believe I said that or I did that. And I think that listening back only sometimes is a very healthy thing. But I wanted to make this a community kind of show because I wanted First of all, I didn't want things to change straight out of the gate with no, you know, like with no um, acknowledgement. And then suddenly you're like, wait, this isn't like the sharp and hot that I've known and love with its all of its flaws on Front Street. Um, and on the other hand, I thought if I asked the listeners, you guys out there for some feedback, then you could hear each other's voices and be like, yeah, we are out there as a community and we are listening. And more importantly, she's hearing us. Uh, so I'm going to start with listener Jen from Rhode Island who sent me an email. So I'm just going to read it. She said, hey, Emily, I was going to call and leave a voice message, but I have a summer cold and I can barely breathe. Okay. So I hate to admit it, but I've been a really bad fan the last month or so. My work schedule changed, so the day I actually have to go into work is now Tuesday, and the rest of the week I work from home. 
Those are usually the days I catch up on my podcasting, but since we got the puppy, I feel like I have a toddler all over again and have been finding myself on most days sitting in silence. I listen to your show because of the fact you are a real human being. I love your honesty and your candidness when talking about your career and family. I find you super relatable and appreciate that on a network where the content can get preachy. You never do. Since I can't get a radio show myself, it's nice to hear someone talk about my life. You should totally bring back some kitchen dilemmas like the couple you helped in the early shows. I loved that. Don't use your realness. That's what got me hooked on your show. Listener Jen from Rhode Island. So, first of all, thank you. I am honored and humbled, and I wanted to start with something great. And I want to address the idea that you have to listen to every show. We totally all have lives, and I don't want anyone to ever feel like, oh, I feel guilty that I didn't hear that episode. They're podcasts. You can go back and listen to them at your leisure. You can binge on them when you have time or just jump right back in. Um, it's really, it, it, does not, it does not hurt my heart. Though another listener who I emailed said, <laughs> and I'm going to make this one anonymous because I know that person won't hear it. I've only listened to the show that time you once talked about corn and nixtamal tortillas. I appreciate your reaching out and I wish you success. So I know that great person. Great feedback. <laughs> I was like, great, thanks. Um, cool. So that show wasn't great enough that he wanted to listen again. And that's cool. Yeah, I guess you didn't hook him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hook him. That's right. It's not mm. in a world of like, Jack, how many podcasts do you faithfully listen to? Well, all of the well, se- radio pod- separate, zero. See, done. that's the thing. Zero outside of work because that's like I'm here all day listening to podcasts. So the last thing I want to do when I go home is listen to other podcasts. I do for research. You know, I like check out what else is out there. But there's so much media to consume; it's impossible to get it all. Exactly, and like I, I know that I'm not going to be for everyone, and I, fu- and I right. want to know that too. Right. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I got asked to be in like a think tank type thing for a food publication, and they really wanted like food people to give us their feedback and i was like i don't really read food publications because when i have my like on my time off i want to read celebrity gossip and fashion magazines exactly (laughs) see for me it's like uh you know sports rumors like nick's rumors that's that's my guilty pleasure and it's so it's like this sort of existential thing i've been sort of wrestling with a little bit because when I ran away to culinary school I like set these goals for myself and I was like okay this is what I want to accomplish and I want it to be like all food all the time if you do what you love you'll never work a day but that has transitioned a little bit where it is work and when I'm not working I want to do things that don't really have I mean I still cook for fun and relaxation but I'm not consuming every food podcast that's out there right and you know some of them are just so good and like like I can't even listen to the dinner party download it makes me sad (laughs) Like, (laughs) but uh so to the listener who only listened to that one episode hey man if i hook you again if you're listening now because you think hey maybe she's gonna read my email welcome back (laughs) (laughs) and then finally jack if you would play the voice memo that we got all the way from washington state Ooh, washington state huh the beautiful thing about podcasts i know it's and it's so cool when we started using the the Instagram hashtag, like there's people, I, I kind of assumed the majority of my listeners were in Brooklyn, but that's really not the case. Nope. I've, I've sent books all over the country. Amazing. All right, let's uh, play it. It's a little quiet, so listen up, everybody. Hi, this is John from Shelton, Washington. I enjoy listening to Sharp and Hot while farming on the tide. I learn as she shares ideas about food policy with her guests. I laugh at the charm and personal observations and I get to look at food from Chef Emily's and many other perspectives. 
I think we should give John a show. He's got a radio voice. <laughs> that sounded like an ad. I know. <laughs> John is the listener who works, who sent me the gooey duck, and so I wanted his feedback. And um, I really appreciate that I can give people insight into things that they, you know, just give people sort of fresh perspectives on things that they would not necessarily consider. So, but I, I what I don't want to do is have everybody all freaked out. Like, what do you mean the show is going to change? I don't mean it's in, in a bad way. So here are some, the ways it's going to change for the better are as follows. The episodes themselves are going to be much more considered around a particular theme. And I've kind of laid out the next 12 episodes that'll start in September. So we have two more in the old format. And then starting in September, it'll be um, ranging in emotional intensity, for lack of a better word, from a one, like fun gadgets and like an interesting show about stuff you need and stuff you really don't that'll be fun and funny and silly to like an eight on the intensity scale. Because, for instance, I'm, I'm going to produce with Anna show about body image when you eat and drink for a living and how you balance like you know like my goal is not have to buy new jeans <laughs> and that's hard you know it's hard to do and i joke that i professionally eat and drink but i also run and i'm you know trying not to be in a place where i'm really unhappy with my body type uh so i don't want to talk too much about it because i want to give that you know that show is going to have a lot of consideration put behind it but i think it's valuable information i think it's stuff that's universal that we all think about and struggle with and so gadgets will be fun and light and breezy and then we'll have uh some slightly more intense shows like that if there are shows that you want to hear about oh the, another one that i'm really excited about is doing one in the holidays about hating the holidays like it's okay to hate the holidays and there was a jezebel article yeah Yeah, and i just feel like there's so much pressure on food programming to be like how to make the perfect turkey and how to bake perfect cookies that might not be your experience and i'm going to provide an alternate voice this year and i think it's going to help help me sort of own some of my own issues around the holidays my my lifelong fantasy is to escape new york during the entire holiday season just go somewhere else and not even acknowledge it jack i we are such kindred spirits man i tell mark that when i rule the universe we're gonna fly to the Caribbean on yeah, my birthday. Yeah, me too. Caribbean right. yeah, too. Jack, let's rent a house, dude. We can do it. <laughs> let's do it this year. November 16th is my birthday. Fly down to St. John and I'll come back on Valentine's Day, maybe St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, there you go. I just don't want any of it to exist. I And I will get more into it in the show, but like, I just, it's just too much pressure and it's too loaded and I have a lot of bad history and like, I just want to unsubscribe. Unsubscribe from the holidays. Awesome. So is this a show that you're looking forward to, Jack? Oh, yeah, big time. All right. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, yes, you're speaking my language, you can feel free to send me a voice memo. You can be anonymous if you want to share your terrible holiday stories or the pressure that you feel by the, you know, Martha Stewart's and Savoir magazines of the world making you feel like you better have bay leaves circling that turkey with some raw cranberries or else... Um, and yeah, so, and on that note, we'll be more specific in asking for you guys to participate. So instead of just saying, send me your cooking questions, I'll ask for specific things around these specific thing, uh, you know, themes. And, uh, we're going to close it up light and breezy with a holiday cookie swap recipe exchange. And so we'll, even if you hate the holidays, who doesn't like cookies? fair <laughs> uh, and then also the guests themselves will be specific to the topic at hand so i know that sometimes we have folks on who it's not necessarily 
not that it's not related, but it can feel a little bit disjointed. And so we're going to be much more mindful about the people when we bring people in, not just because they want to come on the show, because now we're sort of at a critical mass where I have more people who want to come on, which is a really awesome problem to have, uh, more people who want to come on than I have time for. So we're going to be much more selective and deliberate and bring you guys the best storytellers that we can. Um, what won't change is I'm going to stay just as warm and approachable and all of that stuff that you love about me, that's just me. And I'm so thrilled that <laughs> you think that it's likable because I can't do it any other way. Uh, I've, uh, if you listen back to the couple episodes ago, I really learned that I can't fake it as a mean girl. Um, and so all of that approachability and authenticity and charm that you guys all love is here to stay. If you hate that, uh, you can just get off the ride here because it's not going to change. Try gunwash, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right. Head over to gunwash. You might fit right in. No charm there. <laughs> um, and we're still going. What else is not going to change? We're still going to answer your listener questions. If you want to ask a rando cooking question still, I am here to answer them. I have been texting. Uh, I, I texted with someone about a birthday present idea. I can't talk about it yet because it has not been gifted. I will. Uh, if it comes up next week, we'll talk about it. It. But um, I still want you guys to ask me your your questions, and I will tell you how to cook a perfect turkey in November. But the questions that we ask for will be more specific and more about um, life and, you know, maybe the gadget that you fell for and don't actually need. I'm super excited for that episode, Jack, because I'm going to get a spiralizer. Oh, you know, we talk about this quite a bit on cooking issues. Oh, yeah. Where does he come down on the spiralizer? <laughs> I have to laugh because he does nothing but make puns about it being called a vigetti. Uh, is that what they... And you just said, yeah. Anyway. It, is that what they call a spiralizer? That's what uh, the product he was given was called. So every week he makes at least a, one or two jokes about the vigetti. Oh my goodness. That's kind of... I, all right. I got to find out where he got his vigetti from because I want to try it too. <laughs> I, uh, Mark and I have this, you know, my husband and I have this conversation about not having unitaskers in the kitchen because we don't have enough space for every single use item. And the spiralizer has fallen into that category. So Mark was like, I can do this. You don't need a spiralizer. So I was like, all right, cool. So he, we got a zucchini and then like 45 minutes later, he came in to the living room where he had been working in the kitchen. He came in and he said, Okay, you've won the argument. Like, you just can't do it with a chef's knife. And his, you know, his whole point was like, anything that spiralizer can do, I can do by hand. Totally not true. So I'm going to get to get a spiralizer. I'm going to get to write it off as a text thing because it's an, you know, it's research, actual honest to God research for the radio show. And then uh, I'll report back on whether or not it's something that you actually need. And I will spiral. I will vegetti everything I can find. There you go. <laughs> okay, so if uh, if you feel like your beloved Sharp and Hot is changing, it is, but for the better. If you feel like, yeah, okay, cool, breath of fresh air, a little bit more structure, a little bit more um, planning and attention, I hope that you find that to be very good news, because I definitely do. And in the vein of it being a show all about feedback, after the break, I'm going to review a book that I read called The Cake Therapist by author Judith Fertig, and Jack and I are going to talk about what exactly it means to be contemporary women's fiction. To 
Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Seeing a need to help people sort through all the misinformation about healthy eating, Whole Foods Market added a seventh core value to promote the health of our stakeholders through healthy eating education. In our stores, we give you the tools you need for choosing the most nutritious foods and healthy recipes, as well as offering classes with nutritionists and cooking coaches to help inspire good health and well-being. Stop by your local store today and learn more about our Health Starts Here program and wellness clubs or online at wholefoodsmarket.com slash healthstartshere. Welcome back to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, coming to you from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. So... You know, because I have the uh, Instagram hashtag sharp and hot and I mail you guys pile books from my pile of books that I get that publicists from publishing companies send me books all of the time. And I was sent a fiction book. Normally it's cookbooks, but I was sent a fiction book and I read it. It's called The Cake Therapist by Judith Fertig. If you don't know Judith Fertig's work, she is an award-winning cookbook author. She went to La Varenne, École de Cuisine in Paris. Her writing has appeared in Bon Appetit, Savoir, New York Times. She is a very well-known nonfiction writer, and this is her first foray into fiction. And in the notes that I got from the publicist, the author says that she had an aha moment when she was going through the writing process where she thought she was writing a mystery all along, and then she realized, no, in fact, she was writing contemporary women's fiction. And I guess that's what this book falls into as a genre, but it sounds kind of minimizing to me. Um, the story centers around a main character who is a woman who has been burned by a relationship in New York City, and she returned to her hometown in the Midwest to open a bakery, which is sort of her her lifelong dream. And there's a parallel story that's taking place in the past, beginning in 1908, that weaves through the current story and tells it's the story of this ring and how it came to be in the modern era and the person who is wearing it and the cake therapist is making that person's wedding cake. The main character's name is Claire. She's dealing with her own baggage of a relationship while launching this business and employing some very baggage-heavy folks themselves, which is common in the food service world. And I really like that glimpse into like the reality of the dark corners of who can end up working in kitchens. Um, and her clients, the people who come into the bakery, the people who want her to design their cakes, are colorful and they're entertaining. And there are there is a really surprising twist during one of the wedding cake tastings, and that twist has an even more surprising resolution to it in the storyline, which is particularly timely with the photograph on the cover of the book, which is of a cake whose layers are all different colors. Um, so overall, I found the story really sweet and charming. Um, there is a supernatural element to it that I thought was, I don't know. I just didn't buy it. And the night circus is one of my favorite books and that's filled with like visions and magic and, you know, flying and all this stuff. And it's, I don't know that it would fall into the contemporary women's fiction genre. Uh, but it's not the tool that I don't, that I can't get on board with. It's just, there was something, I don't know. It could, I thought it could have been done with more. Uh, I don't know, more ease or fluency. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but I'm struggling with that. Um, but that said, as I read along, it totally held my attention and I wanted to know what happened next. There's a dysfunctional relationship between a mother and daughter in the form of two, they're like two sort of lost townies who 
their drama unfolds on the street in front of the bakery, and so the bakery staff can witness their kind of coming undone. Uh, and that was, I found, particularly interesting. And there are scenes in the local bar that were really vivid and colorful. And I really do find myself looking forward to the next installment because this is the first in the series. I just hope that the author challenges us contemporary women with sort of deeper look into the human experience. And Jack, I wanted to challenge you. I wanted to see if you would be willing to read this book and tell me if there's something inherently woman about it, because I'm finding that word, like, is that just the veil for light and not challenging? Yeah. I'm going to try. I'm going (laughs) to give it a go. Now, you flipped through it before we went on air. I did. What was your feeling? My feeling was I I wasn't sure if I could get through it, but there's only one way to find out, right? So yeah, I give just, it the old college try. Give it the old college try. I really like the packaging. I really like the typeset. Like everything about it is really nice. I'm just sort of struggling, and you know maybe it's that I get this sort of sheet from the publicist with all of the sort of background information that the normal civilian person who would buy this at the Barnes and Noble or off the Barnes and Noble or off Amazon never sees. And so maybe that was sort of tainted it for me. Mm, That's right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, And I'm, I'm trying to imagine like exactly who is she talking to because I don't feel like it's necessarily me. Um, I'm in the middle of reading a book called wild alone. And that also has a female lead character and it is dark and every page I turn I'm like I have to stop reading this I think I have to stop reading this this is really dark and I can't put it down so it's a completely different thing but it has very it has similar themes of sort of loss and I don't know so Jack I'm gonna I I want you to read it if I'm ready and if you can't and you get all the way to you know page five and you're like Emily I can't I want to hear that too yeah I'll I'll give you the honest truth I think we're gonna give it to Maggie too once I'm done we'll see what she thinks all right intern in here and Maggie told me before the show that she has a soft spot for sort of poppy trashy lit i'm not sure i would call this trashy like there's really no there's no sexy times to speak of there's no like Mm. there's a couple of like maggie just sounded really disappointed (laughs) (laughs) yeah no there's no like none that stood out in my memory is like you know steamy glances you know it doesn't go anywhere in that department um yeah okay well, I want to hear what both of you guys think because maybe I'm just being hypersensitive and I'm, you know. And, and I will say overall to the listeners, I, re- I recommend it. Like if you want to like beach read, this is right in the beach read category. And I don't, want, I don't want Judith to be upset. You know, it's weird like when you do a review of something. I, I, I don't want her as a writer to feel like, oh, she didn't get it, which is entirely possible. Maybe I, it's just my... But you know. it's the same thing as you asking for listener feedback, right? Like you want to hear both sides. It's true. I would imagine. I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. And and like I said, as she works through the you know the next installments of the book, I want them to be meatier hmm. and deeper. Um, speaking of women in the front and center, Jack, did you catch the or Maggie? If you want to weigh in here, I don't know if you listened. If did that Terry Gross did an interview with a bunch of women about vocal fry and like are they bullying are we bullying oh, women's yeah. voices i i i, I, I kind of skimmed the article i didn't listen um it's an interesting conversation though do i i don't even know that i know what vocal fry is do i have that i don't think so they played a clip of kim kardashian and when i heard it in someone else i was like oh yeah i know what that sounds like i don't know if i have it's it. kind of like a eh, something like that you know yeah it's like they t- they called it sexy baby talk <laughs> like, well 
which I could put on if I wanted to, but I don't think that's my thing. I don't, I, but it's interesting, and I wonder, and that's why I made the comparison between the two books, is it having a woman voice that's front and center that we're just sort of getting, we're still getting used to it as a society. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, if you listen to Back to Fresh Air, that episode, uh, I, it's called Are We Bullying Women's Voices? It's very, very very good uh and there are it's all women on the panel and they disagree with each other and it's a great it's great listening to a debate of panelists who don't agree with each other because sometimes it's too like yeah everybody's great we're all wonderful okay everybody we have come to the end of another episode of sharp and hot again happy birthdays all around to allison to Anne. jack is it your birthday no 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 when's your birthday january 31st okay Ways Aquarius. Away. Interesting. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to ask your listeners a question, too. Can I get selfish here? Yeah, go for it. Cool. I'm going to Detroit, Chicago, and Upper Peninsula in Michigan uh, in August. So if you have any recommendations, please send them Emily's way. And she'll pass them on to me. Oh, you know what? I do have a listener outside of Detroit who, let me see if I can pull up her. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I ask. Oh, you know what? It's listener. I want to say it's Jacqueline. It could be Jacqueline. She lives in Detroit and she said um, that she wanted to send me a voicemail, but it would be all of praise. And I decided to leave that out. But Jack, you gave me the opportunity to drop how awesome I am one more time. Nice. (laughs) So listener Jacqueline, if you can get in touch with Jack at HeritageRadioNetwork.org, give him some Detroit recommendations. Slow's Barbecue is there. We had him on the show a few months ago. So you could go get some barbecue. Where were the other places? Uh, Chicago, Detroit, and then we're going to do like some nature stuff up in Michigan, you know, north. Right north on. Michigan. Right on. Erin Fairbanks. That's her country, that's right? That's right, yeah. Awesome. Can't wait to hear about that trip. We are going away this weekend to my family's bay house out on the bay where there is no internet. Well, there is internet. I'm going to pretend there's no internet. I'm leaving all of my devices at home and unplugging for four days with my friends and my family, and I can't wait. Okay. You guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. Tell them about Sharp and Hot. Tell them to go to iTunes. You can go to iTunes and uh, give us a positive review or a mediocre review. That's Actually, if it's a mediocre review, just email me, chefemily at sharpenhot.com. We want to try to keep that 4.8 star rating nice and shiny clean. <laughs> um, and you can always get in touch with us on heritageradionetwork.org. I am Chef Emily P on Twitter and Instagram. If you use the hashtag sharpenhot and tag what you're eating, I will send you a book from my pile. It might even be the cake therapist on everybody around these parts has read it today's break music was provided by Rectech. the producer is ann hogan the engineer is jack insley the theme song was written by my friend nice peter who is going on tour you can find show dates for epic rap battles of history at nicepeter.org thank you so much for listening and for tuning in next up we have a teaser clip of Danny, let's see, Bowen? Bowen. Bowen of Mission Chinese Food, talking the intersection of food and family on Eat Your Words, another great show found right here on Heritage Radio Network. Until next week, everyone, keep playing with fire and knives. You know, we weren't the most well-off family growing up, so we, we always ate at home. We didn't go out to restaurants that often. Acclaimed chef Danny Bowen of Mission Chinese has fond memories of food and family. And, and then my mom cooks, you know, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and yeah. I was just so fascinated. I'd always stand in the kitchen and cook with my mom, which is, um, it was amazing. You know, it was like really cool. Uh, it was a good time that we always spend that time together, and I think that's what really inspired me to to want to cook. And, and it was cool because 
for that, you know, hour and a half that we ate, or hour that we ate every night, you know, the whole family was there. And my dad was there and he worked, so I got to see him and talk to him. So it was cool. I thought, well, I always thought that, like, cooking and bringing people together, um, being able to hang out with your friends or your family is, is really important. I think that was one of the major reasons that I wanted to cook. I didn't know that once I started cooking, I would never see my family or friends because I'd be cooking all the time. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, you, you see them when they come to the restaurant. You're fostering friendship and family for other people, right, I right, guess. Right, right, good right. times. Yeah. This was an excerpt of episode 100 of Eat Your Words, hosted by Kathy Irway. All episodes available on heritageradionetwork.org and iTunes. This piece was brought to you by escapemaker.com. Visit a farm, escape through the net, escapemaker.com. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.